Today we are talking about packing your hospital bag when you are pregnant. It can be overwhelming packing for something that you've never had to pack before and someone that you've never even met before. We're going to talk you through it step by step. We start with what you will need in your bag for labour, then on to some things to pack for your partner. Thirdly, your packing list for your stay in the hospital. And lastly, what you will need for your new baby in the hospital. We've made it really easy for you and capture the whole list in a PDF that you can download. The link is in the show notes here for you and there is space on there for you to add more things if you need to. So print that out. Hopefully it will be a big help for you. Let's get started. You're listening to the How to Mum 101 podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Karen. And I'm Felicity. bags I'm, I'm a bit of a last minute person I know you like to plan ahead <laughs> uh, but yeah I think I was packing my for my first child I was packing my hospital bag at about 39 maybe 40 weeks oh my god that makes yeah. me so nervous that makes me so nervous <laughs> I think I was a little bit better for my second child but yeah I, I left it pretty late and it was really challenging for me to figure out what goes in there because it's like something you've never had to pack for before absolutely and you don't kind of know how it's going to go <laughs> so true though as well and I think sorry I'm just going back to that 39 week comment because have you not heard about women that have children at 36 and 37 and 38 weeks like what did you think was going to happen if you didn't get to it I don't know what I thought was going to happen but you kind of have this end date in mind and you think it's going to happen you think it's all going to go down on that date yeah um, I also do you know I like to research things I <laughs> researched Based on my age and my personal circumstances, like, am I likely to go long? And I, I knew that I was, so I kind of think I was banking on that to some extent. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So I think I'm just trying to cast my mind back because the kids aren't that old. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I remember trying to read up and asking everybody what needs to go in the bag. Yeah. Try And, and what, is the, what is the optimum time to pack as well? Mm. Because you're right, you don't want to be packing your bag at 20 weeks, but you don't want to be racing out the door and, you know, in labour with with nothing packed so yeah I think yeah I think probably if you were a reasonable person you'd do it about 36 <laughs> weeks <laughs> and uh hope for the best if anything happened before then I guess yeah I think that's I think that's good 30 36 37 weeks yeah so what did you put in your bags how did you decide what to put in well it, it I sort of it ended up being in a few different categories so there was what I needed while I was in labor or going into a cesarean section situation if that was going to happen and then there was what my partner needed while we were in that situation. And, and then if he stayed longer in hospital, what would he need? And then after I would be moved to the ward, then what would I need in that situation? And of course, what would the baby need? Makes and I, sense. I think I ended up with three or four bags. <laughs> okay. I'm glad to hear you say that because I think I actually had about four or five bags the first time <laughs> we went to the hospital as well, which sounds crazy, but it's so easy to... Sorry, that's probably a good thing to talk about as well, is that it's it's actually quite handy to have things in separate bags. Even though they're small bags, it is a lot easier to find things for those really distinct uh, situations rather than jumbling through the same huge bag when you're in labour. It's a good point. Or your partner doing it and really not knowing where to find anything. And also if you're in a situation where you end up in an emergency section or you rush into a different area of the hospital... You want to be able to grab the bag for the baby or the bag for the husband yeah. um, or yourself. So that's a good point. 
So to start with, just to talk about what I would have in my labor bag for myself if I was going into it again. Do you think that's a chance? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face then. <laughs> I think I'd be a lot more efficient if I was doing it again, that's for sure. Yeah. So what did you have in your bag for yourself? So I had clothes for myself and I planned ahead exactly what I was going to wear during labor. The first time I went through labor, I had some really comfy, stretchy like yoga pants and a singlet. I'm a person that tends to get pretty hot, but I know there's other people that tend to go on the cold side. So Mm. pack appropriately for that, but always stretchy, always comfy is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, During my first labor, I found it really awkward having to this is a bit crude, but remove my pants when it was go time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not something that you think about, but you are, depending on the type of labor that you have. Mm. Yeah. You certainly, they need access. Doctors need access, right? So do babies. Yeah. So do babies. <laughs> they need access. So yeah. So maybe stretchy yoga pants was, are you saying that wasn't a good option? That was, that was fine. But the second time I went in, I bought a stretchy skirt, like a little tube skirt just for like five dollars at Kmart and that was really cool because uh it was just yeah much easier access and I didn't have to take it off to be examined or to have a baby which was which was really good yeah but then again I know some people who a lot of people actually just tend to go go with nothing yes as their labor clothing and you know if that if that you think that might be you then don't worry about it yeah, you just don't know how you're going to feel in the in the heat of the moment, really, do you? Or, you know, through that period. Um, and certainly some people might feel a little bit more self-conscious and want something to cover them up. So, yeah, mm. a skirt like that is a good option. Uh, another good one for me in terms of clothing was a crop top. I had some really comfy sort of crossover maternity crop tops and I ended up wearing one of those in the bath for my second labour. Um, so that was really good just to have a bit of, uh, pri- <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> Coverage. Coverage. You were covered. Covered on the top end. In the Part bar. of you was covered. <laughs> Some, something. <laughs> something was covered. But that's a good point. And did you, was that like a maternity crop so that you could straight go straight into feeding? Yeah. 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 So I think that's a good point as well because, um, you know, not always, you're not aware that sometimes they put the baby straight on you mm. uh, to try and get that skin on skin contact and the baby might naturally try and look for a breast. So yep. having a maternity crop on mm. for the labor is a good option so that you're able to get access to your boobs as well. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. And then, of course, a change of clothes as well because you may be in labor for a few days. Oh, God, wanna... hopefully not. <laughs> you may want to put something fresh on and then as you go through the labor and as you as you cuddle your baby for the first time, you will you, your clothes will get um, some goop on them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So you may want to freshen up after that as well. It's a good point. Then we've got thongs. Definitely need some thongs in a hospital. Hospital floors are gross. Yeah. And either some slippers or some thongs. Would yeah. Be good to shuffle around in, uh, depending on whether you're a hot person or a cold person and what time of year it is. Yeah, true. And, you know, some hospital rooms can be boiling hot and some can be freezing cold. So, mm. yeah. Then we had some hair ties. If you've got short hair, you probably don't need to worry about that. But for those of us with long hair, even if you normally wear it down, you're probably going to want to tie it up in the middle of labor or realize that you don't have enough (laughs) clips or whatever it might be. And that's a good one to make sure your partner knows where those are in your bag because they can get lost and and you're going to need him to fish those out for you. Then we have maternity pads. A lot of hospitals provide some of those for you. 
Oh my goodness. What were the ones like that your hospital provided for you? Uh, I think they, they had a name for them. Surfboards, I think it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my gosh, I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. So yeah, I mean, look, they definitely are that size for a reason, but yeah. um, it's pretty frightening, put it that way. Yeah. But those are really handy during labour because after your waters break, there's a lot of leakage and you don't necessarily want that running all over your clothes. Um, so those are really handy. Then we have lip balm. Oh. I don't know why, but even if you don't normally use lip balm, your lips are going to get dry in the hospital. So you're going to need some of that. 100% agree with that one for sure. Then the next few items are around getting, getting bored. You're going to need something to entertain you because... Look, some labours can be pretty quick. And when I say quick, I mean a few hours. Uh, and those are entertaining hours, I'm sure. But oftentimes it goes for a really long time. And I think we've both had experience with that. Yeah. And it gets boring. So you're going to need a Sudoku book or a crossword puzzle, a phone with a charger, some podcasts, something to entertain yourself and yeah definitely i think even like a spare phone charger and even if if you can find one with like an extension cord because the hospital bed always seems to be like out in like it feels like you're in the middle of the room and you, you can never reach you know your phone while it's in charge so um that was one thing i noticed as well like the phone charger um or even a power board or an adapter i don't know whether you can bring those but getting yeah, access sure to can. a powerpoint is always a challenge too mm. then Something to eat. Uh, I found that during labour there were there weren't a lot of good options in terms of meals. I don't think they're willing to serve you meals when you're in labour, so you might want to have a few sort of jellies and oh, I don't know snacks that you think they might let you eat. <laughs> what sort of food did you pack in your bag? Did you have anything specific that you remember? You know, was a real good good item that you cherished and loved and <laughs> devoured. Yeah, snacks. Snakes. Yeah. Yeah, because I packed lollies as well and um, and, and Gatorades, like, mm. or a Powerade or some sort mm. of, um, like, um, not, not an energy drink, like a Red Bull, but like a um, like electrolytes. I can't tell you how many blue Powerades I drank mm. um, that first time around. I just felt really thirsty yeah. and dehydrated um, because of, obviously, yeah, you're right, they don't like to feed you a lot. Um, mm. I guess they're worried about, you know, maybe being ill or if it does end up in a cesarean. So. Yeah. Um, the hydration was a really big factor for me. Um, and depending on where you are in the hospital, then what you might not have access to a vending machine or yeah. something like that. So yeah, the, the, the energy or the electrolyte drink was a huge one for me. Yeah. Uh, then a couple of other things. So a contraction timer, uh, which you can get an app on your phone to just log, you know, how, when your contractions are happening, how long they're staying for, how intense they are, which is really handy to to be able to track your progress as you go through or you can just write it in a notepad if you're planning on doing that then take a notepad in your bag and the last thing on the list that I had was something to help with the pain that obviously the hospital does have some pain relief options for you but you might want to take something like a heat pack or a TENS machine that your hospital might not necessarily provide. That's a good list. And so was there anything on the list that you, was there anything in your bag that you had that you like you found at the bottom of the bag when you got home? I was like, I can't believe I packed that. I, I was never going to use that. I think I, my problem is I just packed too many multiples. Like I probably would have had three different pairs of clothes, which I may have needed. You mm. just don't know how it's going to go, Yeah, I guess. So better to be overprepared than underprepared, I always think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but 
you also just don't want to take in a massive bag. So you just got to find that balance for yourself, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. And then um, in terms of the partner as well, so um, hopefully your support person, your partner um, is there and you're going to pack the bag for them too. So you want to make sure that they've got some clothes in their bag as well, because as we discussed, some labours can can take a little while uh, or can end up in an interesting situation. And if that's the case, your partner or support person is not going to want to leave you. So they are also going to want a change of clothes at some point. And that could be to do with them getting dirty, getting cold. Um, they might sleep over. So they're going to need a change of clothes as well. They, if, if it is your partner, you might want to suggest that they bring a button up shirt and obviously skin on skin contact is huge these days. So you want them to be able to have access to um, have that first skin-on-skin cuddle with the baby. Yeah. And, yeah, certain outfits that they might be wearing might not really um, be appropriate. So, yeah, a button-up shirt and a change of clothes. Toiletries is a huge one as well. So I think we often forget about, again, that they they might be there for a little while and you want to make sure that they can keep themselves clean and refreshed. Just a couple of small things to keep them hygienic and clean. Certainly a toothbrush, some (laughs) toothpaste deodorant and maybe even just some face wipes or a face washer and again it's stuff that you might be able to find at the hospital in terms of um getting getting a face washer but you want to make sure that they're feeling comfortable too and i don't know about you but i always find that there's just not much fresh air in a hospital so you Mm. can get kind of grimy yeah so it's probably good to remember though that it's not like packing for a holiday where you don't have the option of going home like i think a lot of people get into that mindset but your partner's probably going to have the option to go home either straight after you deliver or even during your labor for a short time if they need to yeah and also if your partner doesn't want to leave you hopefully you've got a friend or family member that might be able to run into you some things that you haven't missed so it really is just a checklist just to make sure you've got most of the things that you need but Mm. you you can't plan for the unknown so something else that you we've obviously already talked about snacks for you as the the woman giving birth but your partner is also going to be hungry too and like we talked about, it can get quite boring. So you don't want to be living on vending machine food or looking for a snack. And also you might not be in your room yet. And that means your partner might not have access to meals, which some hospitals do provide for your partner while you're staying. So you want to pack some snacks and probably because your husband is able to eat, whereas you're not allowed to eat when you're generally not allowed to eat too much while you're in labor, you, your partner's probably going to get pretty hungry. Yeah. So you might even want to think about something a bit more substantial as not just a snack. Otherwise, they're going to go and bring in delicious pizza and food like that that you can't eat, which is just torture. So you've obviously got your own phone, but your partner's going to need their phone as well. So if you weren't able to find a contraction timer or your battery goes flat on your phone, your partner would be the person that might be timing the contraptions for you yeah. as well. Contraptions? Contraptions. <laughs> <laughs> they might time the contractions. There's obviously many other uses. They might play some music. You might have some downloaded movies on the phone. You might want to call your friends and family and let them know. Obviously, your phone has many uses, so you make sure they've got their phone, they've got their charger. Also, a camera. Like, a lot of people are using traditional cameras again these days. Mm. I think we've gone into this iPhone or, you know, smartphone crazy mode of using our our phones for our camera, but the quality's not always great, and some people do like to bring a proper traditional camera in, so you might want to bring your camera and, and your camera charger. And I think, I don't know about you, but with both of my births, the, the phone basically got handed to the pediatrician I think so I ended up with the cesarean with both of my children and it was just kind of one of those things like clockwork you kind of go into the theater and get dressed up and everyone sort of starts introducing themselves and telling you what's happening and the pediatrician just 
both times it was a different one and they just ended up with my husband's phone and you don't even realize it's happening but in the background they were just taking photos Mm. so you want to make sure that if you do have a crazy lock on your phone or it's a thumbprint one or a password that you're passing that on to that person some of the photos that we got from those experiences were just amazing and certainly photos that your husband wouldn't be able to capture in the moment. So yeah. make sure you've got your phone on you at all times. It seems crazy, but you really do want to capture those special moments. Mm. And if if the person doesn't grab your phone, shove it in their hand because that, that happened to me like no one took the phone from us. So we don't have a lot of those photos. Oh, so yeah. don't be shy to ask your midwife or your doctor to, to take some pics yeah. and make sure you brief your, your partner or your support person on taking some pics as well because yeah. if you miss out on that, then... It's a bit sad. It's a really good point. And certainly if you are in theatre having a cesarean, there's a lot of, I don't know about you, but I was I was surprised how many people ended up in there with me. And they're not all doing something at all the time. Yeah. So they, yeah, they're certainly, it's not like it's critical for them to be doing something else. So, and again, you know, it can be a lengthy process. So whether they're a book reader, um, games, whatever it might be, get them to bring in something to entertain themselves as well. Magazines, Sudokus, crosswords. Foosball, no, just kidding. Um, so, and then, and again, you know, you just touched on a really important point there is briefing them on what's in your bag and where to find it. And you might even want to do a bit of a dry run through at home before you actually pack it and explain what everything is because, you know, let's be honest, they might not know exactly what a maternity pad looks like or, you know, a breast pad or True. what crop top you're talking about. So mm. you just want to make sure they're exactly aware of it because if you need something in the moment, you don't want to be, you don't want them to be scrumbling yeah. looking for it. And I think that's that's probably the bulk of what your partner would really need. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Karen, that hopefully the hospital's not too far from home so they can whip home if they've missed anything. Mm. Yeah, okay. And what about when we when we finally um, had that little baby and we move oh, out of God. the delivery home? <laughs> there's, there's a whole new world there and a whole new thing you need to pack for. What do we need there? There is, and I think this is probably when I went a bit overboard with this this bit here because I had these in I had these visions of um, things being a lot different than they were for me. Okay. So I I certainly packed for five days because I I went in with my first child. I was induced. I was expecting to have you know an induction and then have have a baby. I ended up with a cesarean, so I still ended up getting a baby, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But um, I packed five days worth of clothes. Yeah. So I had five days worth of nice clothes that I thought that I was going to be, I know, right? Swanning around the hospital, impressing everybody. A bit naive, but I obviously had been looking at Instagram or Pinterest a little bit too much. So I had a massive bag of clothes for myself. Wow. And, you know, I didn't have jeans and high heels or anything like that, but I had a different, you know, top or shirt for every day. I packed a hair straightener, wow. a hair dryer. <laughs> I packed makeup. Yeah. So these are the things that, look. Did you use them? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't use any of them. In fact, I didn't even shower for the first four days wow. because I had such a such a um, challenging experience to try and get the baby out. And after the cesarean, I was quite ill Mm. and I just was feeling really unwell for the first couple of days. So, um, yeah, I didn't even wash my hair, let alone need a blow dryer (laughs) or, you know, the dry shampoo that I packed. Like I didn't use any of it. That's not to say that, you know, some people might not. Some people Mm. might have a, you know, and a lot of people do have a a, a better experience, but you certainly won't need five days worth of clothes. Uh, it's not a holiday, like and you mentioned. certainly not nice clothes. No. Like, you're not trying to impress anybody. Comfort is king. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was completely different the second time around. So the second time around, it really was uh, one or two pairs of comfy tracky pants, elasticated ba- uh, waistband, 
And I actually went and bought some um, tracksuit pants, like three sizes too big. Okay. Because, and I'm so glad I did because, you know, having a cesarean again, you do have, you know, it, it's, it's a bit tender. Mm. Even if you don't have a cesarean, things can be quite tender. So you want something that's not going to be too restrictive. You don't want to pack anything with buttons and zips and, and what have you. And something that's, you know, too big is not, not that bad. It's not like you're going to be running marathons. You're not walking too far. So yeah. I um, went and bought some dark colored elasticated pants. Yeah, good idea. And I guess it's another point to mention is that it could be tempting to think that once the baby is no longer in your belly, that your belly might be smaller. It's not. No. You will walk out of the hospital more than likely the same size as what you walked in, roughly. Certainly not fitting back into your pre-pregnancy clothes. It's a really good point as well. So, uh, look, I'm three, four years on and I still don't fit into some (laughs) of those pre-pregnancy clothes. So, yeah, I think that's another misconception. Like, you, your belly doesn't go straight back down again. So you want comfortable clothes, pyjamas, button-up shirts, yeah. certainly if you want to try and breastfeed. Um, and even if you just want to have skin-on-skin contact with your baby, a uh, button-up pyjamas or a button-up shirt, something that certainly has a um, maternity uh, maternity crop or maternity multiple crops, maternity singlets, maternity crops. There's lots of good options these days. Toiletries. So, I mean, you do – obviously, you will have some things supplied from the hospital, but there's nothing like your own – Certainly, if you are up and about, you want to maybe wash your face at the end of the day. If you wear glasses, you need to make sure you're packing your contacts, your contact lenses, Mm -hmm. contact solution, your glasses. That can be something that can be forgotten. Certainly, if you go into the hospital with your contacts in, you might forget to actually, you know, if you went up in a hurry. Mm -hmm. So, contacts, contact solution, you know, your hairbrush. Uh, We've talked about breastfeeding. So, again, it's the crops and and what have you. Maternity pads, disposable undies. You will get stuff provided, but you don't know how long you're going to be there for. You don't know what uh, the quality is going to be like as well. So, make sure you throw in some maternity pads and some breast pads as well. It can be interesting what happens. Um, (laughs) You start leaking from everywhere, basically. So, (laughs) if you are in hospital for sort of, you know, three or four or five days, chances are your milk is going to come in um, and you you might need some breast pads. Certainly, I I certainly know that I did. And yeah, you want to make sure that you've got a good supply of those because in the beginning, they can get quite quite wet and and certainly um, some breast cream as well if you are breastfeeding because your nipples can get Oh, it's so sore. Pretty sore. Oh, Mm. my gosh. My toes curl just thinking about it. (laughs) There's nothing that can prepare you for it really, is there? Yeah, so all the help you can get in that space. Yeah, and, yeah, the lanolin cream. It's the blue, uh, purple. Mm. What's the purple chew, the lanolin? Lansinol. Lansinol. Lansinol? I don't know. Don't know how you say (laughs) it, but, yeah, that stuff is amazing and you want a massive tube of that because you want to be popping that on um, every minute you get and, you know, realistically, the baby is going to feed, but it's going to sleep a lot as well. And you're not always going to have guests with you. So you might want to take a nice book, uh, some podcasts, some Netflix series. Some hospitals have got access to Netflix these days as well. No. But um, I certainly, yeah, certainly would recommend bringing in a good book. And slippers and socks. Oh, my gosh. My feet got so cold in the hospital. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I just find the hospital blankets are not... It's not like a quilt at home. Yeah, yeah. It's a different type of blanket. So, yeah, again, if you're a hot or a cold person, make sure you bring things that are appropriate. I actually bring my own pillow as well. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it might seem like overkill, but it was something that I definitely used. So, yeah, you want to bring in your own pillow, slippers and socks. And, yeah, look, for me, I guess the no-goes for me the second time around were definitely the the um, the, the hair dryer, the hair straightener. Makeup, I didn't even really bring, you know, use any makeup, so really it's about just survival just learning how to bond with your baby learning how to breastfeed Mm. and you don't need 
anything that's going to make you look too glamorous. Yeah, that's right. And then... The baby, of course. <laughs> How can we forget? The little yes. baby that's just entered the world. Yes, they're going to suddenly need things because they're a human now. This is the exciting <laughs> part, right? It is. Shopping for baby and baby's clothes are so cute and you're going to want to use them all first thing, but don't be in a hurry. They're going to be a baby for a little while. You can leave some of them at home if you want to. Uh, I would say you probably need to bring in about five like long sleeve onesies. What do you call those things? Yeah, like a bodysuit. Yeah. Onesie. I think the onesie, like a snap crutch onesie. Yeah. Or, or even or, a leg. Or, yeah, the zippy ones with yeah. the long <laughs> the legs and the long yes. sleeves. Yeah. Um, just to keep baby warm. I've got to say as well, sorry to to jump in there, but yeah. I think um, the first time, if it is your first baby, the first time you try and dress and undress a baby. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's so scary. So you think you're going to break their fingers off. And yeah. <laughs> and my biggest tip here is to avoid anything with press studs. So I think once upon a time, a lot of the baby onesies had press studs all the way down the front and even, mm. even the legs. In the in the heat of the moment, if that baby is upset, and trust me, they don't really cry that loud when they're little, but mm. when they're crying and you're trying to change them, it can be really scary. Yeah. Um, and you start freaking out. So try and avoid anything that has press studs and go mm. with the zips. Yep. Zips and zips and socks and mittens all in one is like the best way to go. Then you don't have to worry about anything. Oh yes. So I would say five of those. And look, if you've got a spewy baby or a baby that's leaking out of their nappy, you're probably going to need more. Uh, but again, somebody can go home and get those for you. If you aren't bathing your baby every day in the beginning, which a lot of people don't, you may not even change change them. your baby every day. And I think I was using one outfit every two days in the beginning. So yeah, five is probably the right number. Yeah. And in terms of the size that you need most babies that go to full term are probably going to fit in a zero 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 four zeros yeah yeah i think that's probably a fair assumption and they probably most full-term babies would probably also fit in a five zero on the first couple of days yeah although they'll grow out of that pretty quickly and if you have a really big baby then they probably won't so i think you're probably safest with four zeros in the beginning the other things you'll need for baby are some nappies. I think some hospitals do provide nappies, but I had to take my own and I would say budget on about 10 per day. Oh my gosh. It sounds like a lot. <laughs> it does, but, but it's, it's real. It is real. <laughs> and you're right. Some hospitals do provide them, but not all do. My hospital didn't. Okay. They'll usually communicate that with you uh, prior to going in mm. and it will let you know what you need to bring and they will usually call out whether you need the nappies or not so yeah. but you know what you can never have too many nappies yeah that's right if you don't use them you take them home yep then you'll need some nappy bags to dispose of baby nappies when they're used you'll need some baby wipes to clean up baby during nappy changes and then you're going to need a cute outfit or just any outfit for baby to go home in and you might want to save that one till last while you're staying in hospital well you will <laughs> yes if you are planning on using a dummy or a comforter, you're going to want to pack that in. In those early days, those babies, they just want to latch on to, to something all day long, especially yeah. sort of on day two or three. So it's good to have something. They get there. ravenous, don't they? Mm. And they just start, you know, you're, you're trying to suckle onto anything. So yeah, quite cute. Uh, definitely are going to need some swaddling wraps or, or blankets, light blankets, so that you can wrap baby up to sleep in the hospital and also to to carry them out to the car if you're planning on using a capsule 
Yes. As a in the car, as a car seat. Yes. Then at some point you'll want to bring that in to yeah. the hospital so that you can put bub in there and carry them out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the last thing you need is like a lot of people are using <laughs> announcement cards or stickers these days that you can take your first photo with baby, uh, you know, just arrived or whatever it might say. Absolutely. Um, uh, you'll take probably 20 photos of the same <laughs> thing from a different angle and then you'll try and select the perfect one and they'll all be beautiful. So you'll post six and then you'll look back in <laughs> two years time and they'll. <laughs> and everybody is waiting for that photo. You're going to get texts and calls of people saying has the baby come yet has the baby come yet so the sooner you can get that picture up the better <laughs> absolutely yeah 100 percent. is there anything else that you need for the baby i think i think that really covers it doesn't it and i think as well like some of this stuff will be provided by the hospital like when the baby comes out you obviously they the pediatrician takes them and does what they need to but then they generally wrap them up in they usually put a little singlet on them and, you know, you might actually want to take a little beanie or like a, not, a, not a knitted beanie, but like a little head beanie, depending on what time of the year it is. Yeah. So when you actually break it down like that, it does sound like a lot, but everything really has its place. And it's no wonder why I ended up with five bags the first time <laughs> really silly. But I think, yeah, I, I certainly, you know, it does become a little bit more efficient the second time around and you work out what you are and aren't going to need. And, and obviously some people have different circumstances going in. If you've got a plant cesarean or you're going in to be induced, you might have a different um, a different need, but for the most part, that sort of breaks it. If you break it down into those four categories, when mm. you're thinking about it, so what do I need while I'm in labor or, you know, in the theater, what do I need post post birth for my hospital stay? What is my baby going to need? And what is my, my partner or my support person going to need as well? So if you sort of break it into those four yeah. key areas and work through that way. And I think it was a really good point that you made about packing them separately so that you can get easy access to what you need. Yeah. It's very exciting though. I think packing the hospital bag was like, yeah, it was like making it, it's real. Yeah, it's happening. It's it's kind of one of the first steps to to getting things going and getting that much closer to meeting your new baby. And where did you leave your hospital bags once they were packed? Or oh, you didn't really have time because you left it to the last minute to the new. Yeah, the first time I have no memory of that because I think it just yeah went straight into the car. But the second time I remember driving around with it if I if I was to leave the house right okay yeah and um otherwise it just sat at the door I think yeah, yeah. same yep all piled up at the door so it's kind of that constant reminder every time you walk past like when's mm. this baby coming <laughs> we hope you found that list helpful along with the discussion about how you might use each item we mentioned that you might want to take along your just arrived milestone card with you to the hospital if you don't yet have a set of milestone cards we actually have a set of 24 baby milestone stickers available for sale on our website they have a great aussie botanical theme and a gender gender neutral pop over to vanro.com.au to to have a look at those as always please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode and again if you would like the printout go to vanro.com.au forward slash post forward slash hospital bag to download and print that list you do need to sign in but it's all free so go ahead and get that see you next time bye